0: Welcome to Confessions of an SEO. This is Carolyn Holzman. If this is your first time listening, welcome. There are a lot of topics I've touched on beforehand. So feel free to go back and you can at least see which episodes you may want to listen to because I've actually now created a completely separate podcast site, confessionsofanseo.com. Now it's not gorgeous, it's not going to make you see stars and go like, oh my God, what a beautiful site it's really serving as a repository of all these episodes it's very basic so i'm going to be testing some of the peripheral aspects of having a podcast things like embeds and backlinks that are naturally generated as as part of a the podcast environment so i'll keep you posted on those add-ons and and keep you know update you with the mechanics of podcasting all right i have two topics i want to touch on today and before i do i just want to mention I really appreciate your questions and comments that you send in. If you're new, you can send questions, comments, anything you want. Well, not anything, but you can use the email confessions at AmericanWayMedia.com. Even though I have the podcast side, I'm not going to create another email. And I guess some of you know I'm all about keeping it simple. Going back to the two topics. Um, the first one. I was watching a news show that was talking about radio, and it's really hard to hear about radio and not think about how podcasting has really changed the reality of radio. They were interviewing people who had been influential in the starting of this network they were talking about, and one of them had written the mission statement. All right, I know, a mission statement feels kind of formal and stiff. From there, it got me thinking about this podcast, which I've always said, their love letters to all of us as SEOs and to the businesses that we serve and that got me thinking a little more there's a small segment of this guy's mission statement that really resonated with me so I'm gonna try it out here at least to to plant the flag alright so here goes I do not regard this audience as a market or in terms of its ability to to pay but to engage with curious and complex seos business owners and stakeholders who are looking for some understanding meaning and maybe a little joy as a human in a search engine experience so i'm going to play around with that a little i just thought i'd throw it out there make myself a little bit more accountable and have a maybe a bigger vision about this okay so now topic number two and this is the main topic i'm going to talk about today it's about the volatility in SERPs. Now this, I'm going to do one episode now that's going to mostly address it for business owners. So I'm going to explain some of those things. Like I said, volatility in SERPs, that search engine results page. When you look for something and it's the things that, that the pages that Google sends back. There was uh, a topic and I'd been chewing on this for a while. Um, you know, this volatility question, like, not so much what is it but you know how do we deal with it how do we deal with it as seos but also how do we deal with our clients our clients expectations i mean we cannot ignore the fact that this is a real thing so there was a an online discussion where it was talking about what constitutes indexing and i know you're thinking what a sexy topic carolyn But hang in there with me. Um, I'm going to spend today, like I said, talking with business owners and marketing directors who might not be so deep down into the mechanics of SEO. I will not go to the nitty-gritty details. I mean, if you want that, fine. Send me an email. I'll put it in the show notes or something. But basically, the general gist of that online conversation was all the different ways that a URL can be viewed by Google. And you can see this when you go into Google Search Console, that when you inspect a URL, you can see what does Google say about it. And uh, the guy was making the point, his name is Ted Kubaitis. He's creator of a SEO software tools, amazing software tools, I should say. And uh, he said something really important. And it went something like, don't let others pollute the information in general and the diagnostic value of that information. Primarily the point was that we needed to use greater precision in our terms for our own diagnostic purposes and that we shouldn't hand that responsibility over to Google to explain what's going on because in reality when Google's input is sort of injected into that conversation it really just complicates things and to quote Ted keeps us dumb and arguing amongst ourselves. So for instance Google will, and has in the past, turned off activities that happen behind the scenes, behind, uh, like once we hit publish on a page, um, there's a whole lot of things that happen before we start to see that same page indexed for our intended keywords. There's not a lot of useful information on all those things that have to happen, all the processes that go on. Once it's um, injected out there, where the um where the bots can find it, and Google has certain things turned on and turned off at various times. So right now, at the time of this broadcast, the the quick rendering indexing is turned off. It's not working. now they they really could let us know that kind of information and tell us that we should wait before reacting, but they don't do this. And I'm going to go back to what, but Ted said because he said it very plainly, quote, They like the panic and confusion. The correct course of action for legitimate websites for this type of event is to do nothing and wait. And Google could prevent the panic and prevent many SEOs from being fired for volatility that's outside of their control and which will automatically fix itself, often with time, Unquote. And he goes on to say, you know, Google, Google chooses not to um, because they're perfectly fine. But if you as an SEO get fired for something that they do and choose to hide, how ethical is that? Well, I don't think it is. And I, I think the fact that it's a topic, it's probably at the heart of the misunderstanding that a business owner holds about whether or not their SEO is working hard enough for that business. If a business owner really knew how much of the SEO's job is spent on making those page changes, those backlinks, and start to work when it's completely outside of their power. They might understand better the responses from the SEO and that these responses are truthful and are not excuses. For instance, if Google can't index new content for three to four to six weeks, what do you as a business owner expect your SEO to be able to do? They can keep Coaxing, coaxing which typically means you know resubmitting through search console or their sitemap, or any other number of things and they're doing all the things that currently we know all the levers that we have access to so that the moment when Google is back to indexing again everything is fine traffic is up and leads are coming in again all of that confusion right now this is totally on Google totally on their system and all their different divisions, and departments, and whatever we want to call them, that they may not have ever talked to each other. And I can say it, it, very often it's clear that when someone does something over on this side of their processing, very often it either breaks something else, or opens up another can of worms. If you've ever programmed, my god, you've got to know this. And the critical piece is that They have zero incentive to tell us what's going on behind the scenes. Occasionally, we'll get some kind of press release or an acknowledgement if there's a bug, but it's got to be pretty apparent. Um, But what we're seeing in testing, and, and you can see things when they start indexing or stop indexing or only index certain types of pages and not others, it sure would be nice if Google would agree and say, yeah, we're having a little trouble, but they're not going to. And that's why I think I'm on the bandwagon of support for all of us as SEOs that uh, start panicking when these things happen, because I think a lot of business owners, they look to us, and if they see us panicking, or we don't have an answer, sometimes the answer is Google changes, and Google changes pages periodically, and there's a built-in volatility so that sometimes your page goes up or down just a little, just because. It has nothing to do with your SEO. And I'm sure many of us have been called into somebody's office or onto the carpet uh, because at the end of the month, the page went down one or two spots from where it was last month. That business owner needs to be told repeatedly and if necessary, uh, often, (laughs) that their position in the SERPs is always changing and there is nothing anyone is doing wrong or not enough. And when I say anyone, I mean the SEO. Uh, because everything they're seeing is Google that is not within our control now if it goes down 10 spots and I got to tell you I just had one of my live environment pages last week one of the terms dropped for like 51 spots holy shit Google was going through an update now I didn't do a thing nothing I didn't even open it up and resubmit it I did nothing and within 48 hours it jumped up 50, 56 so like a net plus 5 and and this is my page right and i know what's happening i don't have anybody looking over my shoulder at what happened or saying you know you better get that fixed so the question i want to put out there to you as business owners you know if you if if you were talking with me i would want to say like well how can i fix something that i didn't break so that's that's kind of where I think we need to be able to have this conversation with our clients. And business owners, I think you need to understand that this is Google. And I know part of what we've done, I think, is abdicate our duty as SEOs to describe these things and to be precise and to be able to explain them to businesses, you know, because they're just going to read the latest Google newsletter and say, oh, Google is the friend of my business you know, trying to help me? Well, maybe, but maybe not. As a business owner, look to that which you assume. If you assume Google cares about your business and it's your SEO that doesn't, remember it's just as equally possible that you are wrong as you are right. So if if one reality is possible, if you think Google is your friend and the SEO is not, it's also equally possible that the reality could be Google is not your friend and your SEO is. And once you know that Google doesn't mind keeping SEOs in the dark, why would you be so special? Like, like why would Google single you out and favor you? Well, on that lovely note, that's the end of this episode. It has been a pleasure. Next week, um, I will still be talking about this topic, um, but mostly directly to the SEO and ways to discuss this topic with your clients send your questions and comments to confessions at americanwaymedia.com check out confessions of an this is carolyn holzman thank you for your time and i'll see you in the serps